Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to The Trader, a Traitor's podcast. My name's Matthew and I'm a writer, reality competition TV fanatic and a 100% faithful. Promise. The Trader is a deep dive into every episode of the reality show that feels like the crystal maze with murders, The Traitors, streaming now on BBC and Peacock. This season of the podcast is dedicated to the UK series of The Traitors and today... I'll be joined by not one, but two awesome guest co-hosts who will be deep diving into episode 9 of the show with me. First though, it's time for an awards special edition of TT News. As well as nominations at the Royal Television Society Awards that I reported on a few episodes back, The Traitors UK has been nominated at the Banff Media Rocky Awards. The Canadian Awards Ceremony recognises international achievements in TV and film, and this year, The Traitors has been nominated in the category of Competition Series and Game Shows. It's up against The Great British Bake Off, The Mole, The Wheel, and The Devil's Lot, So Help Me Cod, which I'm guessing has something to do with fish. The Banff World Media Festival takes place from the 11th to the 14th of June this year, and winners of the Rocky Awards will be announced then. Additionally, Amanda Lovett from the UK Traitors has been nominated for an award too. She's up for Celebrity of the Year at the National Diversity Awards. The NDAs celebrate the excellent achievements of grassroots communities that tackle the issues in today's society, giving them recognition for their dedication and hard work. Charities, role models and community heroes will be honoured at the 2023 ceremony, showcasing their outstanding devotion to enhancing equality, diversity and inclusion. A shortlist for these awards will be announced on the 3rd of July, with the winners then being announced on the 15th of September. And you can have a bit of an impact on that because you can vote for Amanda to win. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Go ahead and give Amanda a vote, fingers crossed. And I've kept the biggie to last. The 2023 BAFTA TV nominations have just been announced. And as I predicted on a recent episode, The Traitors has been nominated for two awards. Firstly, Claudia Winkleman is up for Best Entertainment Performance. Joining her in that category are Big Zoo, Lee Mack, Mo Gilligan, Rosie Jones and Sue Perkins. Additionally, The Traitors is nominated in the category of Reality and Constructed Factual Programme, amongst a shortlist of only four nominees, all BBC shows. They are RuPaul's Drag Race UK, also a fan here on the pod, We Are Black and British, haven't seen this one but really want to, and Freddie Flintoff's Field of Dreams. 
not so fussed about that one, just saying. The ceremony is on Sunday the 14th of May, which is not as far away as the others I've mentioned on today's TT News. Sadly, unless you're a member of the Academy, you won't be able to vote for this one, but I reckon the Traitors is in with a really good chance of picking up at least one of those gold masks on the night. Make sure you tune into the ceremony when it's televised. It's now time to meet my guest duo, who are going to help me dive into episode 9 of the Traitors UK. My guests today on The Trader, yes, guests, plural, for the first time on the pod, Achievement Unlocked, are the hosts of the fantastic music review podcast, We Heard Wonders, Ian McKinstry and Andrew Hall. Ian is a musician and plays guitar in the band The Deadline Shakes, and Andrew is a vinyl collector who writes insightful music reviews on Instagram with a big old following. He's basically an influencer. Guys, how you doing? Really good. Hello, Buffy. Hello. Oh, yeah. you're welcome. Good to have you here. I'm looking forward to this. So, this is a bit different. We all know each other quite well. We've all worked together at various points, and I listen to your podcast as well. I didn't know, though, until recently, that you guys had both seen The Traitors. So, how did you both come across it? Was it word of mouth? Did you see it advertised? Were you. I was going to ask, were you channel flicking? Is channel flicking even a thing anymore? I don't know if people do that. Uh, Ian, how did you come across the traitors? Well, I think it was word of mouth. Um, my partner's brother uh, and his girlfriend were just like raving about it and saying, um, you, you need to you need to watch this. And actually, once they explained the format, I just thought, oh, yeah, that does sound pretty good. Um, so, yeah, pretty, pretty straightforward. Cool. Uh, Andrew, how about you? Uh, yeah, mine was a, a kind of work thing. Within the course of a few days, uh, there's a, a colleague at work who said, have you seen The Traitors? And then said, you really have to see The Traitors. <laughs> and then she said, The Traitors is the best show I've ever seen. Um, which is kind of hyperbole, but also kind of gets you intrigued. I don't know if you would agree with that, Matthew. That you take it back. Hyperbole, how dare you? <laughs> uh, but yeah, but it definitely got me intrigued. And then, um, yeah, it was one of those ones rather than, uh, having that conversation with my wife, you know, what we're going to watch tonight, I just kind of stuck it on one evening. And then within about 10 minutes, we were both just totally hooked on it. Yeah. Just, yeah, just very intrigued. And then you're kind of invested at that point, I guess, and you're along for the ride. Yeah, brilliant. And do you think, uh, Andrew, if you were in the game, would you rather be a traitor or a faithful? Oh, well, I think being a, tra- a traitor would be more fun, I think. Um, <laughs> I, I think it, it seems very stressful. Um, the idea of being a faithful, I think, especially like with this series where they've kind of toppled, you know, one after another with the faithful. So I think that would be very kind of stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I just, I, th- I think, I think it'd be very difficult to to hold character as a tra- as a traitor for too long. Like I think you would have to really kind of just start believing your own lies mm-hmm. to, to kind of make it work. And I think that's a bit a little bit disturbing and a bit worrying. So. Uh, to answer your question, I'd be neither. I think I'd be happy just to kind of watch the show uh, from the comfort of my sofa, really. Winkleman. Yeah. You'd be yeah. Winkleman. You'd be Winkleman. Uh, Ian, how about you? Traitor or faithful? Oh, I'd be a traitor. No problem. And I'll tell you what else I know about myself is that I would have no problem doing it either. Um, the only thing is, like, that I'm saying that from the comfort of my own sofa. Um, as we watched it, though, um, even some of the sort of more relaxed, grounded characters and it did get more and more wound up by the by the whole thing and they were crying at various points and stuff mm-hmm. um at the kind of uh, eliminations and stuff so maybe that would have been me as well i do know that when i get play a board game you know if i'm playing monopoly i do turn into daddy warbucks during the course of it so um <laughs> so maybe i would get sucked into that as well but yeah traitor for sure uh-huh. well that leads me on to my next question then so i like to ask new new guests to the podcast this what is your Biggest betrayal. <laughs> this could be the biggest, the best, the worst, the funniest, the daftest lie you've ever told. And did you get away with it? Ian, you told us you think you'd be a good traitor at the game. What's some some lie you've had to tell at some point in your life? Well, mine is mine is actually going to be a long-standing uh, childhood trauma that I'm still somewhat recovering from. So it was um, circle time. I'm thinking primary three, maybe primary four. And um, the teacher had a globe 
and she was showing us like various parts of the world. Yeah. And she was saying, you know, um, when the moon, you know, the sun and the moon were, were going around there and certain parts of the earth are lit at different times. And I said, I've actually got a globe at home that lights up on different sides, you know, depending <laughs> on where the, where the sun is, um, which was nonsense. I don't even think that exists, right? <laughs> I don't know why I said it. Um, and then she said something like, oh, I'd love to see that. And I knew... I knew she knew. I knew she knew it was rubbish, and I knew it was rubbish. <laughs> so it was a strange little moment of being caught in the caught in the lie. So um, that's me, and I've never really got over it. So I don't like to put myself in those situations. Yeah, sounds cool. I want that globe. Yeah, uh, me too. Andrew, how about you? Your biggest betrayal? Um, I was coming at it as I often do from a music-related perspective. Um, yes. So I would say that my biggest betrayal was to my younger self. Um, so there was a period in my late teens when I was getting into, I guess, what people would class as like proper music. I'm saying that with the, you know, the the air commas, the air quotes, that kind of idea of like guitar music and more kind of alternative and experimental stuff. And at that time, I just totally turned my back on my pop past and my kind of top in the po- top of the pops loving beginnings. So I, I would say things like, no, there's no way I ever cried when take that split up. And there's no there's no way that I would ever want to go back in a time machine and see Wham in their 80s pomp, you know, things like that. Um, you know, I, I'm somebody who had a VHS uh, cassette of every single take that video, and I used to kind of watch <laughs> it religiously when I was about eight or nine. Um, I don't know if you I don't know if you've seen the the video for the their first single. But it ends with them um, all lying naked is on the, the floor. Is it the jelly video? The jelly video it is, yeah. <laughs> Do what you like. So they're, 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 there's like women like smearing them in jelly and they're like kind of wiggling their bums and there's mops at one point where they're like mopping up all the jelly as well. It's just, uh, I think my parents were a bit concerned that I was watching this video every single day for about two years. But, um, but yeah, but when I became like a teen and I was at high school and uni, I was just so kind of I was so keen to kind of erase that from my history but um as I've got older that's kind of saddened me that I was ever that um you know that kind of pompous um and yeah I just never really wanted to hide those kind of things that meant so much to me and had such a formative influence on me I think that's one of the kind of main reasons that I love uh, pop music so much is because I, I grew up like listening to that kind of unpretentious stuff. So it's that's definitely something that we try to do in the podcast is we try and kind of champion a well-crafted song. Um, so like within the first episode, within about 10 minutes of our first episode, I think I, I said that uh, I never really paid much attention to Britpop because I was too busy listening to Marco and solo albums and stuff like that. <laughs> so I was, I was very keen to kind of reclaim this pop past. So so that's that's my betrayal. I love how Ian you gave us a story about a fake globe and Andrew you've delved deep into self-betrayal and shame. <laughs> I feel I've learned so much. I've never learned so much about anyone from an answer to that. I just have the yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being so honest. He got George Michael in there as well. I saw him sneak it in the bit of George Michael. I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but so, yeah, but hopefully it means that I'm not too highfalutin and pretentious on our podcast. Not at yeah. all. Well, your skills of deception might come in handy here, guys, because we're going to play a game throughout the rest of the episode. Our game is The Trader Traitor. Our mission from here on in is to sneak in one lie to one another. Your lie can be big or small and can be a fake fact or a fabricated story or anecdote. It can be about the show, The Traitors, or it can be about yourself. It can't be a fake opinion, like saying you think personally Maddie would have made a great Lady Macbeth when actually your honest opinion is that <laughs> EastEnders homeless woman Rita is probably her peak. At the end of the episode, we'll put our traitor hunting skills to the test and see if we can guess what the others lied about. Does this sound good? It sure. does. Are we ready to deceive one another? Yes, yes absolutely. Yes. This is going to be a bit of a challenge because usually there are only two of us, me and one other person. Now we've got we've got three of us. We've got to keep up with the shadiness of two other people. So uh, I think after this, I'm never going to be able to trust anyone again. <laughs> uh, I think we're ready to dive into episode nine of The Traitors UK then. Here we go. So we start episode nine with 
a bit of a recap of the previous episode and the previous episode was a big one because we had this dinner party where Maddie refused £3,000 and at the end the traitors were given this uh, this task to carry out, this kiss of death they had to murder in plain sight. Now I, I have a question to ask you guys as music experts. How did you feel about the choice of Sophie E.B.'s murder on the dance floor to accompany that scene? Uh, do, do you approve of the music choice there? I think it's a great song. <laughs> I mean, I really do, like for sure. Um, I, I think Sophie Ellis Bexter is a little bit... Hold on, I've just slipped into music review here. But I think Sophie Ellis Bexter is a little bit um, undervalued and a little bit um, misunderstood a little bit as well. Um, but uh, I think Andrew would have been right in about... Um, the lovely pop hits of Sophie Ellis Bexter back in the day. Um, yeah, I don't mind a bit of Sophie Ellis Bexter. Uh, I think the, the, the music choices all the way through the series are quite interesting because they're also like on the nose. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, so in, in that respect, this is very much in keeping with that. But I think we were. I, I put a spell on you as well as, mm-hmm. as in this episode, mm-hmm. and then it, it's a sin at the end. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's very much kind of signposting to you what what's happening, but. Um, no, I don't mind it at all. Good. Yeah, it's an ultra ultra dramatic, like piano, suspenseful, reverby, all the time. That's really good. I think it's the music stabs as much as the actual full tracks that I liked here. Yes, yes. So we move on to breakfast then. Uh, Kieran and Will are first to arrive, and Kieran is saying that he, th- he thinks Amanda's the dark horse of the competition. She's managed to sail through without much suspicion on her so far. Little does he know he's sitting beside Wilf, who actually is a traitor. And we see Wilf kind of jump on this a little bit. He deliberately starts to ask, you know, as other people come in, they're looking at this wall of portraits and he's saying, hmm, who, who's never come under suspicion? It's as if he's kind of, he realises that some people are starting to look at Amanda and he thinks this could this could be quite useful for me. Uh, Theo's name comes up at this point too. Some people are starting to suspect him. That might be quite important. And I noticed that they all agree somehow that there are only two traitors left and I don't really know why they all they all just seem quite certain about that we've got rid of Alyssa so far there's there's two left they, they actually I mean they never know how many there are they know that there are they're told that there are between three and five when filming begins but they've they've all come to this conclusion that there's two left uh Faye is surprised because last night Andrea picked Theo as her most trustworthy person which seemed a bit odd to some people when they all had when they were around the table and they had to say who they thought was the most trustworthy person and maddie is now thinking back to that as well and she says she regrets not taking that three thousand pounds and running uh, what do you guys think of that decision do you think maddie should have taken the three grand or was she wise to say no i'm a team player i'm going to stay no well i, I guess it was the wrong decision in that um, it didn't really. It doesn't seem to have appeased everybody. People, people still suspect Maddie, even even though she's she she probably felt like she was really kind of proving herself in that moment. But it hasn't really put everybody off the scent. Yeah, fully. So in, in that respect, it probably wasn't the right decision for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Ian, what do you think? Would you have taken the three thousand and run? Just before I answer that, I think that um, I know this is an episode nine review, not an episode eight review, but I did think that format change in episode eight was was pretty good. Uh, sort of halfway through the the run of shows, I thought it was quite a clever like changed up that portion of the show and then the subsequent kiss of death thing. I thought it was really clever, and I liked how that bled into the start of uh, episode eight as well. Because the breakfast, which you which you recapped uh, very nicely there, Matthew, um, I think encapsulated quite a lot of what's good about the show. Like the interaction between Wilf and and Kieran at the start of the of the episode, where as you said, Wilf is uh, a traitor, and Kieran doesn't know it, is is essentially the premise of what makes the show good. Yeah. Um. And especially when he starts then kind of suggesting uh, things about Amanda as well. There's that sort of inner tension between those two. So that that's all really good. Um. On on Maddie, I think I probably wouldn't have taken it. Um. Just given the the proportion of cash you might get later if you if you're successful so i think three grand was probably a little low for me i think if it had been five figures i might have gone yeah see you later but um but yeah no i I think uh i think she probably you know yeah did did right to decline it i think yeah people was people were saying that she was lying just because she didn't mention the fact that she's an actress but that's not the same thing like (laughs) like yeah 
Yeah, just just not revealing that detail about yourself doesn't mean that you're lying about who you are. I mean, for example, I've not told you guys before that I've jumped out of a plane or that I've appeared on stage at Glastonbury or that I've got a crisp phobia. <laughs> uh, but that doesn't mean that I'm lying to you. It's just that these are just things that I haven't told you before, you know? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I mean, I would never accuse you of being a liar, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's like this running theme. Like they just keep returning to Maddie throughout the episode, going, "Oh, but she's an actress. She didn't tell us that." Um, it, it, it also, I don't really know why they're so bothered by it. Uh, but that's something that we'll probably come back to again and again. Uh, at breakfast, we're down to two final people to return. It's either going to be Andrea or Amos, which is a shame because they're kind of besties. So whoever comes back. You know, it's going to be sad that the other one is gone. So Andrea finally arrives. We realise Amos is gone. And poor Andrea, she's very upset about it. And Kieran is absolutely gutted. He's in tears. Because, you know, having, having Amos kind of shared, they, they both left in the first episode at the same time. They came back together. So they had a wee bond there. We then have our flashback to the night before at the party. And we see Amanda giving Amos his kiss goodnight. She sealed his murder with a kiss. And what's really, uh, really rotten about it, she gives him a kiss on the cheek and then he just turns down and goes, you're great, you're really great. <laughs> Poor Amos, no idea what's going on. Uh, and it's, this is, a, this is obviously it's a different murder than before, like Ian, you were saying the format change in the previous episode, I agree, it was it worked quite well at that point in the series to do something a wee bit different, Not let's not have a round table, let's do something different tonight. But what else is different is Amos will have a, cl a clearer idea of who actually murdered him. You know, up until this point, when people get their letter, you have been murdered, they don't know who it was yet. They just leave and then they never know. Mm -hmm. But Amos is kind of, you know, he's told you were, you know, you were murdered with a kiss. So actually he can, he starts to sit and think, well, who gave me a kiss tonight? So he will, he'll be able to figure that out, which is just, it's just quite interesting to watch. It's different from anything that's happened so far. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. He still doesn't seem to be able to piece it together, though. He's going, who did I kiss? Who did I kiss me? I kissed everybody. Yeah, yeah he, he didn't didn't get he didn't get any closer to the the answer. He doesn't. Although I like to think he he probably did get there, but they just cut it off and they don't maybe show us that bit of footage where he suddenly goes, "Wait a minute!" Uh, so so who knows? Good decision by the traitors, I think, to get rid of Amos uh, rather than Andrea. But from a viewer point of view um, I would have probably preferred it the other way around because he did seem a little bit more like um, you know tactical and, and was maybe yeah. going to work things out I, I did think Andrea was maybe just a little on the sort of um, flimsy side as a contestant oh, we, we just sort of constantly we just constantly hear all the time in, in this episode about how lovely she is and wonderful she is and hard working she is I don't know that we actually see it, you know, uh, whereas Amos in previous episodes was kind of, you know, doing interesting things like in episode one when he got chucked out and then came back later and was sort of piecing things together. So, yeah, with regret, I would say. Thank you, Lord Sugar. <laughs> yeah, no problems. <laughs> uh, I won't have a bad word said against Andrea, so Ian, I'm cutting all of that out of the podcast. <laughs> I'm used to that. <laughs> uh, Claudia then uh, at breakfast, she, she says, Kieran... Now that you're hysterically crying, come and help me take down this picture from the wall of poor Amos and hand it to Andrea. Andrea, you have this. I've just written, Jesus, Claudia. <laughs> way, to, way to like kick them when they're down. Uh, she also hints a wee bit at what the mission's going to be this week. She tells them they'll have to get into three teams and that in this mission, they'll get to know a little more about one another, which is kind of true, but not true. But we'll talk about that when it gets to the mission. So... After breakfast, we see some of the discussions round about the house. Uh, they all know that the murder was a bit different last night because Claudia suggested it actually happened at the party right in front of them. So they're all trying to figure out, well, who was with Amos? They, they don't know it was delivered with a kiss, uh, but they know that something happened at Reno in front of them all in a way. So they're trying to think, figure out who was he with, who was he spending time with. There's this ongoing conflict between Hannah and Wilf because of what happened at the party. Hannah and Wilf are really close. They're, they're good pals. And Wilf did not choose Hannah as his most trustworthy person. So the, the thing is, though, I, I would think Hannah would go, wait a minute, this makes me really suspicious of him. Maybe he's a traitor. But she doesn't. She's actually, she's too focused on the fact that 
maybe he doesn't think she's trustworthy and she feels bad about that rather than yeah. saying to him that's a bit fishy why didn't you pick me so she doesn't seem to be uh suspicious enough of him i think she's 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 even though he did something weird she's she's kind of blinded by the friendship which is very frustrating as a viewer uh, yeah, she's kind of wrapped up in the game at that point. That's kind of what I was referring to uh, earlier. You know, mm-hmm. just totally suspend, uh, disbelief suspended and just writing about uh, the innards of the game, not at all thinking critically about it, which I think is another thing that's really good about the game show, the show, um, is that um, people do just get so involved in it, they actually kind of forget what they're, what they're, really, tr- what they're really, really trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the next things that I had written down is it's so easy as a view. We've got such an advantage as a viewer to say, oh, he's acting so suspiciously or she's why, why can't they tell that she's overacting? Like, you know, Amanda was, you know, pretending to be really confused about why Amos was murdered. And as a viewer, it's easy for me to go, oh, she's overacting so much. Calm down, Amanda. But, and you know, in the situation, it's totally different. They're, they're not seeing it like we are. I, you know, there's other shows like The Mole on Netflix. Has anybody watched that one? It's you know, it's kind of like The Traitors in some ways, except the viewer doesn't know who the who the mole actually is. That's kept from mm. us, so we're all in yeah. the same position together. Um, I've watched all of that now. It's a good show. It's not as good as The Traitors, but hey. Uh, by the way, a wee side note: Faye mentions in her, her interview that if she won the money she'd retire and I think a teacher who wants nothing more than to retire like I'm like hard relating to Faye right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this episode also reminds me by the way that at some point in 2022 there was sunshine in Scotland I, like, I can't really remember those four days but it's funny watching no. it going hey they're outside it's sunny sure what, that's what's true. going on CGI yeah, yeah uh, CGI uh, Hannah's uh, a bit sus of Kieran as well, by the way, because he was so upset at breakfast. She thinks, and, and you know, again as a viewer, I was going, "Oh, poor Kieran, like he looks really devastated." But Hannah's outside, going, "Hmm, that could be guilt. I'm suspicious of him." Uh, poor Kieran. Little does she know. Uh, Detective Maddie Marple. She's still all about Wilf and Aaron. She's not letting go. Uh, <laughs> and Andrea says to her, "Maddie, can you think slightly differently?" And Maddie just goes, "No, not really." So she's just like, she's, she's not giving up on that one, which we see later on at the round table. Uh, there's theories floating around about the fact that Amos had voted for Wilf at the last round table. Maybe that suggests that Wilf could be a traitor. And that re- we know they're onto something there, but and it's at this point that something really significant in the episode happens. Amanda, it seems like she's trying to get attention away from Wilf. She then brings up Theo as a suspect, which just seems very strange. It looks bad for her because last night at the party, she had chosen Theo as her most trusted person. And now she's kind of turned on him when he's not there and she's going, oh, we've not really thought about Theo yet. So several of the others pick up on that. They think this is a bit strange. Something not quite right here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the first big mistake that she's made, I think, in the whole series up to that point. Yeah. It's yeah. just a massive error in judgment. And yeah, just so soon after it call and fear her, her 100% to it, it just seems a bit, a bit of a strange decision. Yeah. Um, and yeah, up until that point, I know you mentioned a few people that started to maybe suggest her her name in at the brunch, but up until that point, really very few people have suspected anything about her. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, yeah, so that that was a very strange decision from her. Definitely. Yeah. And as as you say, I think like she starts to get. I don't know if it's just in the editing, but she seems to get louder and. And, and feels feels like she has to chip in with these things. And there's a, there's a bit at the uh, after um, after they find out who who's gone. Where like you've got Andrea going, oh, this is the final straw, not my Amos. We're gonna get you traitors. <laughs> and, and, and then Amanda's like, I'm telling you, you know, I know you're amongst us. And she but she, but she goes like really loud. It seems like she really kind of shouts it. As if it's like it's like it's like. You know, it's just you don't protest too much, kind of thing. It's just, it's just yeah. a bit too loud. Yeah, um, she's channeling the spirit of all the Welsh people in yeah. all of in all the bands. <laughs> yeah, she hadn't she hadn't made a misstep. No. Um, uh, right uh, all the way through up until that point, like she she'd really played it very very canny the whole time. Um, 
You know, even all the all the previous round tables, I was always really impressed with how she just just you, you couldn't get a whiff that it was her. Even as the audience, um, you know, being in being in on the game with her, it was still it was a masterful performance. You have to say so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, bit, a little little bit odd. Um, but I guess you need a bit of that. I think if if I was going to be a traitor, you'd want to drop in a little bit of you know. Um, miss missteps and so on because if you play it too perfectly, perhaps that that could give you away as well. Yeah, I think maybe she's because she's doing so well, and you know, no one's ever voted for her. She's just sort of got a bit of confidence, so maybe that's mm. she's yeah. thinking. Do you know what? I'm doing really well. No one suspects, suspects me. I can go a wee bit out there and start throwing out some names, uh, but but perhaps not a good idea. One of the things I was kind of interested in in this in the in the breakfast scene was was Kieran's crying actually um, which I did think was genuine you know I didn't think he was just kind of hamming it up for the show or whatever he did look genuinely um, you know distraught which is weird when you think about it like because I mean it's very limited interactions he's really had with with Amos whatever um, but it made me think about like how they how they kind of took care of the contestants like around the show like um, so um, I did a wee bit of I had a wee look online. Apparently, they had you know like sort of coaching and psychiatry during during the filming, and then then they yeah. kept in touch with them afterwards during you know the show being aired as well, um, which I, which I thought was quite interesting. So I saw a TikTok of Kieran kind of explaining a little bit of how that um, actually worked. I just thought it'd be worth mentioning before mm-hmm. we moved on. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. They they've got sort of like help available during filming and all that because a few of the contestants have spoken about that that sometimes they just felt like oh god it was it was a lot it was really intense and they had to just go off and like have a chat with somebody so i think probably in this at this day and age that's you know reality shows i have to be quite they've been forced to be a lot more careful about that sort of thing because of things that have happened in other shows in the past so yeah uh, I, I guess that's a good thing Although yeah. maybe not a good thing that they are putting people through such weird situations that they have to have somebody like that on set, but hey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we move on to the mission then. Uh, the mission for this episode is a, a truth hunt as opposed to a treasure hunt. It involves the Jeeps driving the teams around the grounds, uh, collecting true or false questions. Uh, they'll then come to junctions in the roads and their true or false answer determines which way they drive. And all of the questions are about the contestants. They're based on surveys that they've obviously all taken about one another. And as well as winning money, the team who finishes fastest here will win armory passes. Uh, it's, it's a little bit like the, the wheel mission from an earlier episode where they spun on a wheel and they had to sort of vote who's most likely to do this, who's most likely to do that. Uh, there's some, some of the interesting questions that came up, I thought, where things like, you know, who do, do, do most people, the majority of people think Will is most likely to cheat in a lie detector test, true or false? Um, at, firstly, I didn't totally understand this question. I thought, well, most likely to cheat a lie detector test, does that mean most likely to attempt to cheat or most likely to successfully uh, cheat a lie detector? Succeed. Mm. Okay, I was, to, I was confused. To beat it, maybe. Okay. Yeah. But the thing is, it's it's false. You know, most most people said they didn't think Will was most likely to do that, and that's really good for him. He's a traitor. He wants people to think that he's really honest. Uh, one of the questions is about Faye, and it's you know the majority of people agree that Faye is the most controlling player, and that's true. That most people voted for that. Ouch! That's that's uh, poor Faye. She went full weird talking about that afterwards as well, <laughs> like um, talking about being a basketball point guard and stuff. And I just thought you have you are clearly massively offended by this, and you're trying to find something to kind of kind of justify. It. I like the question about um, <clears throat> Meryl as well, saying mm-hmm. um, would Meryl um, commit a crime um, uh, if uh, if she could get a million a million quid? Uh, I can't believe that's true because she's she goes to one of my pals' gym classes, so <laughs> I can't imagine that she, anyone doing that would would commit a crime like that. No, too nice, too nice. I liked Hannah's comment with that. She said, well, illegal doesn't mean bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're getting into this sort of ethical debate about legality and morality. Uh, Um, It's just stealing from jobs. (laughs) That's fine, isn't it? I wouldn't wouldn't kill anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
There's also a question about whether or not Andrea and Hannah are the players who put in the least effort. Uh, also, <laughs> I mean, it's it turns out to be sort of false. You know, most people didn't say that, but it's pretty cruel. Poor Andrea and Hannah. Andrea can't help it. She's she's a a, a sweet old soul. Ian, don't you say anything? I'm not saying anything. <laughs> this isn't a video patient. podcast, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> In fact, at this point, Andrew and Ian, I'm going to turn you against one another. We're going to play a bit of true or false. True Good. or false. The majority out of you two think Ian is the most controlling podcaster. <laughs> Ooh, have I had to answer this as well? Yeah. I think it's true. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Andrew? Oh, definitely true. Definitely true. <laughs> Good enough. Ouch. That's a funny uh, one, actually, because we, we, we do have uh, different areas of control, don't we, really? Like, you, you're more in charge of the old playlist we listen to. I don't really take too much to do with that. So, you control that. You're the point guard there. Actually, <laughs> I'm, I don't know what I am. You're the, um, I don't know, bas- basketball equivalent. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, who knows? Uh, I was, I was try- I, it seems like it didn't work. You both just agreed. I wanted to create conflict and Sorry. make you hate one another, but hey. Try again. Uh, well, uh, the question was the majority, so I, as soon as you said it, him, then I was going <laughs> to create the majority band, by saying the same thing. Mention the band Alt-G. We might have a scrap about that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> So at the end of the mission, then, they have won £6,000, which means the total in the prize fund is now up to £74,100. And we find out that the blue team were the fastest to complete it, so they have won armoury passes. And that's where we move right on to next. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes, until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So the blue team was Kieran, Merrill, and Wilf. And at, at first, uh, you know, at this point in the episode, I sort of thought, do you know what, this is a bit pointless at this point for the viewers because... They've all come to this agreement in every episode now that they'll work. That they've got this group tactic that no matter who win, who actually finds the shield, they won't. They won't tell anybody, and they'll just sort of keep it a secret as a group. And therefore, that the the winning group all essentially become safe. Mm. So I was yeah, at first. I thought, all right, okay, but there's no point in doing the shield thing anymore. Until <laughs> Meryl mm. then opens her, her Meryl mouth. Coming. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Meryl like, just tells well, I want it. And, and then says, I trust wealth with my life. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so extreme, so wrong. Uh, but it's another example of, like, you mentioned this uh, a few minutes ago, Ian. Like, they make these, like, incredibly intense bonds, like, yeah. so quickly. Not just in this show, mm. but it's a thing in, in reality, competition shows like this and Big Brother and so on. After, you know, a couple of days together, people are... I, I, actually, last, you know, I, I watched... Um, there's a new series called Rise and Fall on Channel 4. It's created by Studio Lambert, who produced The Traitors. Um, there's been one episode on. And, you know, after the first episode, there's contestants saying to each other, oh, I love you. I love you, man. I think, you you just met. Stop saying it. It's, yeah. like, it's so intense, so fast. So, yeah, Meryl trusts Wilf with her life. Quite quite a statement. Yeah, I thought that the, the whole train journey at the start of episode one um, really had way more long-reaching ramifications than you could possibly have expected. They all gleefully talk about Andrea, talks about the best pals she ever made in her life on a train journey of indiscriminate length. Do you know what I mean? I just think, that's mad. Yeah, on the magical steam train, the steam train <laughs> of friendship. And they talk about their first friendship as well, like like that's the that's the strongest, just by definition of being the first. Yeah, it's that's a thing. You make friends in a steam train, you're friends for life. It's like it, when you're when you're at uni for the first time and you're standing in a queue outside a lecture and you don't know anyone and you speak <laughs> to the first person and then you get to friends for yeah. You don't have a choice. Yeah, you don't have a choice for the next four years. <laughs> yeah. 
So after the harmony, then we've got a wee bit more discussion around the house before the round ta- table. Theo's again is sort of coming under suspicion. People seem to think that he's clinging to various people to survive, and someone also notices that when Alyssa, the night that Alyssa was banished, Theo didn't vote for her, and that maybe that makes him a traitor, and he didn't want to vote for his own. I mean, of course, they're they're completely wrong. Uh, Theo thinks that it's Aaron. He's now got this new theory. He's going along. He's t- kind of teamed up with Detective Maddie now, and he's got this. Some complicated theory about why it's Aaron. It's something to do with uh, teammates and shields and connections to who's been murdered. Even as the host of this podcast, I just gave up and didn't bother writing it down because I couldn't really <laughs> understand what Theo was talking about. Yeah. Uh, well, we move on to the round table and he kind of tries to explain it there again. So actually, before we even begin talking about the round table... I just sort of noticed this is quite an interesting point in the series because it's episode 9 of 12, we're three quarters of the way through and things are a wee bit different at the round table. You know, at the start, they're just, they're kind of very randomly picking people based on, you know, human interactions and the way that people speak and conversations they've had. They don't actually have anything to go on. Now they do have a wee bit more to go on because now they can base things on previous voting habits. So there's this kind of new element that that gets introduced that people notice, well, you didn't vote for Alyssa and she was a traitor or you voted for this person that was a faithful. So it's all the way through the series, the contestants talk about evidence and it always really bugs me and I go on about it every episode on the podcast because in this game, there's really no such thing as evidence unless someone, unless a traitor accidentally says something that they should have shouldn't have said other than that there is no such thing as evidence except maybe this sort of looking at people's voting patterns maybe that does reveal something i, uh, I think it's weird as well that they didn't justify themselves more on that basis like you know so for example when wilf randomly said his 100 percent was theo is that who he said uh at the table the night before when they picked the night people. Before. No, yeah, he, yeah. Picked, he picked Faye randomly. Oh, he picked Faye. He picked Faye. Sorry. So he made a random choice. Um, and then Hannah was sort of given a bit of stick for that earlier in this episode. I don't know why he didn't just say, I just sort of felt it. Like it just seemed right in the moment. It was just the, it just felt the right thing to do. And and sometimes when people vote with that, mm-hmm. they could have just said, look, it's just, just a feeling, um, you know, when it, when it came to the round table, I just felt it. So I said it. Yeah. Yeah, to me, it, it does feel like that's the way that most of them vote, especially Maddie. Maddie just seems to try and <laughs> try and hook on to like what the, the general vibe is in the room and just go with that. She doesn't really make any decisions for herself. Um, so it does seem like a lot of it is just in the moment. But yeah, you're right. After the fact, they can't just say that. They have to stand by the decision forever. It seems yeah. strange. Yeah. No one really wants to begin the discussions tonight, unless it's the magic of editing, but there's just a sort of prolonged silence and everybody looks at one another. Eventually, Theo speaks up, and again, he he comes back to his theory about why Aaron is a traitor. And his theory is, it's all based on the murder of Amos. He says, essentially, Aaron didn't have a close personal connection with Amos. It's a bit flimsy, I think. You could could say that about loads of people. Most of them didn't know Amos Amos as well as they knew others. So I, I don't really know about that. Aaron then retaliates and he says, well, Theo, I think it's you. You're you're behaving like Alyssa behaved before we discovered she was a traitor. Your energy's dipped. You've become a bit quieter. Um, and, and this is another point. We talked about this earlier. Maddie's acting experience comes up. <laughs> it, it, it just all seems a bit... Maybe, you know what, they've got, they've got nothing else to go on, so they have to grab whatever they can. But it just all seems a bit silly that they're... They keep coming back to you're an actor and you didn't tell us you were an actor and that makes me not trust you. And if you're an actor, you'd be an amazing traitor. It's I don't know if there's much weight to that. Yeah, Aaron's Aaron's theory about Maddie being able to essentially just change her emotions and appearance <laughs> at the drop of a hat. I think is like you know, it's like it's almost as if Aaron sees uh, actor like you know like firefighter. <laughs> like firefighter like you know if you become a firefighter you just put fires out with hoses that's what you do if you become an actor you just have completely different emotions from how you do the rest of the time okay yeah. you just switch it on switch it off and it's not really I don't think it's really like that so no. poor naive Aaron yeah Oscar winning Maddie who can cry at the drop of a hat <laughs> sure uh, someone in a hospital bed in Holby City or whatever it was <laughs> yeah. uh, 
But it's you know his his suggestion about Theo not having very much energy or whatever. It, it's actually so that seems to apply to all of them. They all seem quite drained at this point. Like you know, they're, again, they're three quarters of the way through. They all seem exhausted and fed up. So uh, it's it's kind of it, it's getting again it, for for viewers. It's great for us. We're seeing them all really struggling for them. It probably feels pretty rotten at this point. So the votes begin, and as they come in, it ends up with Aaron has two votes, Maddie has two votes, and Theo ends up with six, including a vote from Amanda, which we talked about a bit earlier. And it, it just, again, it seems like a really bad decision from Amanda because it highlights her, you know, it's a, such a strange thing to do after the night before she had said he was her 100% or most trustworthy, and now she's written his name down on the slate. And, a, and, a, and some of the others, they notice that. This is, it, it's quite an upsetting uh, banishment because Theo just, you know, he's, He's totally emotionally, he's, he's really, really, he's crying about it. It's interesting how different people react to being banished. Some of them are like Theo and they are really personally upset by it and they're crying. Others just end up being totally resigned to their fate and quite dejected and just think, oh, I don't, I'm, it's too late, I can't do anything about it. Obviously, they've got it totally wrong again. Theo stands up, he tells them that he's a faithful. Their reactions are just getting worse and worse. They all look absolutely mm. gutted. But the traitors have did really well. It's not, you know, neither of them got a single vote here. So they're doing something right. Yes. Uh, I noticed at this point this genius directorial decision right after uh, Theo says he's a faithful. There's just a shot of Wilf takes his slate mm. and just like turns it down with Theo's name on it. Um, and he might he might have might have done that ten minutes later, but they've cut it into that moment. Um, it, it just looks so. Fake ashamed. Uh, it's really, really brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I thought Theo's Theo's line um, just just before he said um, "faithful," he said something like, "I'm sorry, I wasn't good enough for you" or something. I just thought, poor guy. <laughs> Honestly, what is this doing to you? Because yeah. um, you know, it's at the end of the day, rising financial stakes at the end of the show, obviously, but. It's, it's a game like he's so right he's so wrapped up into it and obviously yeah. he found the personal connections really 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 important yeah. um that, that he'd made there so i think that obviously was the whole point of him going on the show was you know he said he wanted to be accepted yeah um and then yeah he said me i thought i thought that me being me would be enough but it clearly wasn't or something That's like that it and it's that, and it was, it, yeah. that is that is probably properly heartbreaking yeah but um, and he was like properly anguished as as his name kept getting read out. Yeah, and he was doing all these kind of like sarcastic nods and thumbs up and stuff like that. He was just, oh, he was just, oh, yeah, it was all just a bit too much for him. Yeah. It's it a shame. However, well, he, he seems to be doing all right I, on Instagram. He's got a uh, sort of promo deals left, right, and center. He's like promoting different products. Uh, he's, he looks like he's having a great time. Yeah, so he, he's done well out of it. So after a round table then, there's a few more discussions. Uh, Maddie and Faye, they've both noticed Amanda's strange vote tonight. I think that was a bit funny. Hannah says it as well, that this is a bit fickle of Amanda. And Wilf jumps in on it. He's like, hmm, yes, it was. It was strange that Amanda did that. He realises that Amanda's actually quite ruthless and realize, and starting to realise himself, oh, I'm going to also have to be quite ruthless. And he's already done it like in that episode where he helped banish Alyssa. We know that Wolf may have to turn again on someone at some point. Uh, the thing is, though, Kieran, what I noticed here, nobody talks about it. Kieran also voted Theo out here, which is quite unexpected because in that previous episode at the dinner party, he had this sort of like, you know, father son connection with Theo, was saying you're like a father figure, and they yeah. were both. <laughs> and then Kieran's just voted for him as well. I thought, oh, that was uh, that was uh, you know a bit ruthless as well, but nobody brings it up. So. To end the episode then, we go to Traitor's Tower for the night and Wilf and Amanda are talking about how tough it's getting. They're having to keep up with lies on top of lies. And again, they've got this decision now that they're allowed to make. They can either choose to recruit somebody or they can murder. And they they pretty much throw the idea of recruitment out the window. They say, no, nah, we can't recruit anybody. I'm going to stick with what I said uh, for the last couple of episodes. I think Andrea would be a great choice for recruitment because I just think nobody would ever suspect her. They've all, several people have said, I'm never ever going to vote for her. We love Andrea. And, and at the very beginning of the show, 
at the very first episode, they're all talking to Claudia about what role they want to play. Andrea had said, I want to be a traitor. I'd be good at it. So I, I reckon she'd be a good mm. choice and they're dismissing it. Mm. Uh, so you, uh, you've, yeah, I heard you say before as well that nobody would suspect two older, older ladies. So, yeah. So, so that, that would be another. I know yeah. that this is definitely the podcast for this theory, right? So here it comes. Okay. This is, this is nerdy. <laughs> Are you both aware of the Jar Jar Binks theory about episode one and episode two and episode three of Star Wars? You know that? Nope. No? Okay. So, you know Jar Jar Binks, the like despised character from episode one of Star Wars, um, just oh, yeah. in, 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 the, in the movie far too much and, you know, just covered in plot armour and, and fighting off hundreds of things, even though he just looks totally incompetent. The theory is <laughs> that he was going to be the main villain of that trilogy, um, and he was going to be a hiding in plain sight type of villain who would ultimately turn out to be really bad. So Andrea would have been a great Jar Jar Binks style villain um, <laughs> had she had she been offered and taken up the mantle of a uh, traitor. And as I've already suggested, a bit of a flimsy character for me. So would have been um, would have been a good uh, you know place to to have her arc uh, if they if they'd done that. But they dismissed it. Yeah, Jar Jar Andrea. Sorry, Andrew, are you going to say something? No, no, fine. no, no, no. Uh, no, sir, he's not going to say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the traitors then decide that, you know what, murder is their only option. They've got to keep getting the numbers down. Uh, and I, I sort of wondered at this point, they must know how many episodes there are. You know, they must be told, right, this is going to be a 12 episode thing. Because they've got, you know, at some point they ha- they're going to have to figure out, like, how long have we actually got left till we get to the final? Um, You know, they must they must not think, oh, this could go on forever. They must have an idea that they're getting towards the end now. Uh, and they, their options that they come down to are, are Aaron, Andrea, or Faye, basically based on who they're close to, who's influential in the group, who's likely to turn against them at some point. Uh, and we have this moment at the end of the episode where Wolf says his whole strategy is befriend and betray, and that maybe he needs to start planning for getting Amanda out if he needs to, and the episode ends there. So, what do you think? Overall thoughts? Uh, firstly, sh- should should they have recruited rather than murdered here? What do you think? I would probably have said, um, I would probably have said murder at this point. Um, had I been one of one of those two, um, but as you said, that as the episode ends, Wilf is sort of hinting towards you know perhaps disquiet between the two of them. Um, so you know we'll, we'll just have to see how that plays out. But um, maybe at this point, having another person on board is more of a risk, um, you know, because you don't know how potentially they'll they'll see the the end game. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the, those two can work work together to, to see out the rest of the show potentially yeah yeah I'd agree with that that it's maybe more of a risk to, to recruit somebody at that point it was interesting that a few people pointed out throughout the episode that every time that they're in a room now because there's fewer of them um, they're pretty much always in the same room with each other which means that the traitors are always present when they're talking which yeah. is a really kind of interesting dynamic yeah yeah um, that I enjoy but yeah, I think I think it probably was the right decision to to murder someone at that point. Yeah, yeah, and just just keep ratcheting up the the pain. There's a there's a phenomenal moment that we didn't actually cover uh, earlier in the episode as well, where Faye and Amanda are outside having a, a conversation out in the sunshine, and um, Faye says, "I mean, I'm just one hundred percent faithful, and you know this, <laughs> right? How could she? Po- I mean, Amanda does know to, to Andrew's point because she's because she isn't." But Faye is just talking rubbish. Like she just like she, she just has no command of what she's, what she's saying. And then Amanda just goes, "Oh yeah, me as well." Yeah. And I think the the editing they add they maybe added like a beat. They just gave it like a little pause, so she kind of paused. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Me too. Really, really cleverly done. Yeah, they do. Yeah, uh, players players do it all the time. Hannah does it a lot as well. Like you know, oh, well, I'm a I'm a hundred percent. And I know you are. And other people just be like, yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> it's as if they've sometimes they'd forget that this is a game about betrayal. Uh, and some of them just make these like sort of inherent relationships with people who they completely trust as if they're not, they're, that person's not really in the game. Um, and it, 
it happens across different versions of the season. Uh, it certainly happens in the US version. In fact, that that I didn't ask you about that. Have you guys seen either of the? Well, I say either. There's several. There's an Australian version, a US version. Uh, have you come across any of those? Uh, I'm aware of the the US one, but I've not seen it yet, uh, or the Australian one. Yeah. Okay. So no, just the British so far. I have seen the first 10 minutes of the US one with Alan Cumming presenting um, and was actually looking for the UK one and didn't really know what I was doing for a little bit until I realised everyone was American. Yes. So that's my experience with the US, <laughs> the US one. You probably talked about it before, Matthew, but how would you compare the other, the other versions? Um, so is there a kind of like a piffy way of just kind of seeing what the main differences are or...? Uh, well, most obvious differences are uh, American version is half celebrity cast, so half of the cast is uh, veterans of reality TV shows in America. So they've got like Big Brother, ex Big Brother contestants and Survivor really? contestants, which is very strange and weird. And there's been a lot written about it online. Uh, it just creates this bizarre dynamic where half the contestants are quote unquote ordinary people trying to win a lot of money and half the contestants, like some of the contestants on it are already millionaires and they're also <laughs> trying to win the money so it creates this very sort of weird playing field um, Australian version was filmed before both the US and the British one uh, so it's not it's not filmed in Scotland, it's filmed in Australia uh, the missions play out a little bit differently, the way that the shield work is a little bit different uh, the Australian one is absolutely fantastic. The build-up to the finale of the Australian one is so intense. It's I felt sick watching it. Uh, mm, it's it's wow. absolutely brilliant and unbelievable. Some of the stuff that goes on towards the end, it's I can't recommend it enough. What's really frustrating is that it's not available on BBC yet. But my hope is that, like they bought the US one, maybe they'll get the rights to the Australian one as well. Uh, so uh, if it appears, I definitely recommend watching that one. So. We've got a couple of things left. We've got our game, the Trade Our Traitor, to conclude. But before we do that, uh, we've mentioned a few times you guys have your own podcast. Maybe you could tell us a bit about We Heard Wonders and where we can find you online and what we should check out. Well, Andrew nominated me as the salesman for uh, We Heard Wonders. So I'm <laughs> just going to Yeah, controlling salesman, <laughs> Daddy Warbucks, Jar Jar Binks. So I think that... Um, Hands down, We Heard Wonders music podcast emanating from Glasgow is probably the greatest music podcast uh, working today. Yes. Um, zero hyperbole. Um, <laughs> that's not my lie. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, what we do is we, uh, Andrew and I, are buds, as you can tell. So we, um, we chat about music anyway. So we thought, let's record this. So we mix up new music um, with old music. We have guests. Um, we, you know, we we just sort of listen to the things that Andrew finds interesting, and we kind of react to them and, and talk about them. And I hope that we get across uh, our passion for music. I've learned a lot through doing this podcast with Andrew. I've learned that you say vinyl, not vinyls. That's a big thing. Oh, is that right, Andrew? That is, yeah. That'll get you cancelled online if you want that. Yeah, so, don't yeah. don't Absolutely. say vinyls. I don't know why. I'm not even sure why. I still haven't learned why, but it's bad, apparently. Um, but yeah, it's it's we think it's quite light and funny, and and we do all the good podcast things. So if anyone wants to listen, they can just search We Heard Wonders on all the podcast platforms, and we are on all the social medias at We Heard Wonders. Yep, and uh, and you you're in a band as well. I kinda, you know, I still <laughs> knock about a bit of music and stuff um, at Deadline Shakes on all the social medias as well. But uh, yeah, that's nothing in comparison to the glory of Andrew's Instagram, which I'm sure he's about to plug right about now. Yay, Andrew, <laughs> tell us all about it. Um, yeah, it's just it's just something that I've done for a good few years now. It's just um, I've I've always been a, a music buyer. Uh, whether it be cassettes back in my take that days or CDs or, or vinyl more recently. So yeah, I've got like a big collection. So whenever I'm playing something, I like to take a picture of it and uh, write some thoughts about it. And uh, yeah, people people seem to like it. It's been kind of built it up over time. And uh, yeah, it's uh, kidagh86 on Instagram. Brilliant. And I'll put links to all of that in the show notes. Uh, there's a future episode of this podcast that you guys might like. So I interviewed Sam Watts, who is the composer who scored The Traitors. Um, and we had a really great chat. He was telling me all about how he 
was basically commissioned to do the music for the show. Um, he talked all about the writing of it and the the production and everything. So uh, it was it was a a good chat, and that'll that'll, that'll probably be on. Uh, well, there's only three episodes left really of the podcast for this season, so very soon that'll appear. Oh, so that's amazing. Yeah, that's good. That's a cool interview. The yeah. music in this is massively effective. I would say it adds to the tension and drama all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've been playing a game throughout this episode. We've been playing the Trader Traitor. Ah. It's time for us to reveal. Now, I, I told a lie. Did you both uh, tell a lie at some point? Yeah. I did. Okay. Uh, now this again, this is a wee bit different. Normally, it's just me and one other person. So there's three of us. We're going to do a triangle of guessing. Uh, Ian is going to guess my lie. I'll guess Andrew's lie. Andrew's going to guess Ian's lie. And if we get it wrong, the other person can swoop in and see if they can figure it out. Ian, do you want to go first and guess what my lie was? Um, uh, the the dizzying rush and nerves of doing this podcast meant that when you said this thing, I didn't note it down. So I don't have a, maybe a crucial detail to the lie, but I'm fairly certain you watched um, a TV show, a full season of a TV show called something, and I don't think you've watched it. Uh, was it The Mole? The Mole, yeah. Uh, you're totally right. Yeah, I did. Oh, yes! <laughs> How did you know that? Yes! <laughs> How did I you don't know? That is brilliant. I just, I just, you didn't, you didn't drop it. Do you know your problem was you didn't drop anything obvious. So I started thinking for like slightly non-obvious <laughs> things. So that was it. Oh, I truly thought I'd gotten away with that because there were various other things I mentioned. I thought, haha, they'll think that's the lie. But no, you just, you no. just got it straight away. Oh, yes. Christ. Well I done, I suppose. You should be on the show. That's a great show. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Thank I know you. I know about them all, but I actually haven't watched a single episode of it. Um, so hold on, if I guess yours and then I also deceive everyone else, I'm the champ of this. You're right, the champ, for sure. Yeah. Okay, you you win the podcast and you get to take over hosting. Yes. Thank you. Um, I'm going to guess Andrew's life. <laughs> <laughs> now Andrew either told us a really big whopping huge lie. Or he very cleverly tricked us, and it was something else completely different. I'm going to just have to go for the obvious. What well, do you know? What I would have guessed to take that thing, but you talked about that before I had introduced the game, so I don't think it is that. Um, <laughs> I think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you you gave us this list of three things at one point. You talked about jumping, <laughs> jumping out of a plane, being on stage at Glastonbury, and having a fear of crisps. I think one of those <laughs> is not true, and I don't. Uh, I think you haven't jumped out of a plane. No, that's true. Oh, man. Damn. What, was it one of the other two? Uh, maybe. For God's sake. Uh, I, oh, I, think, oh. I think... I think... I was about <laughs> to ask you. Ian, Ian, you can steal. I think it might be the feed of crisps. No, no, I don't think it might be the feed of crisps. Sorry, I think the feed of crisps is true. I think you might not have been on stage at Glastonbury. That's what I'm trying to say. Ian's done it again. Oh. <laughs> and I tell you why. I tell you why I thought that. Right, I'm bloody good at this. I know. I know you guys. It's because there is no way you would not have mentioned this. Every <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, that's I, 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 unfair. You had an advantage. I call. I call foul. <laughs> okay, let's see how you get on with my lie. Yeah, Andrew, your turn to guess. What was Ian's lie? My head, my head's going completely empty with this. I can't, I can't think of anything that Ian said that that I wouldn't buy. He's such a good salesman. <laughs> I'm lucky. Um, I don't know, Mafia. Can you help me out? Uh, you know, I was so focused on you, Andrew, that I wasn't really paying attention <laughs> to Ian. There were one or two things he said, and I thought, hmm, is that it? But, but I let them, uh, I let them go. Right, right. No, I'm not well, giving up on this. Let, I can, I can edit out all this empty space. We can take as long as we need here. Um, uh, is it? Is there no? There's no such thing as the Jar Jar Binks villain theory. You just totally invented all that. No, go and check it on YouTube. That oh, is a, that's an hundred percent a real what? thing. Okay. <laughs> In that case, <laughs> no idea. So, so you might have noticed that I said at one point that. Um, my pal goes to a gym class with oh, no. uh, Meryl. Yeah. No, but that was true. Here's a photograph of her at the gym class. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, no so way. 
Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> well, the, the lie was just simply that um, when I was talking about Kieran and the psychologist checking in on the, uh, oh. the cast every day, it wasn't a TikTok from Kieran, it was a TikTok from Alex. So that was an almost undetectable lie. I do you apologize. Know, when you said it, I actually did think that could be the lie, and I didn't. I've got my wee post it note, and I didn't write it down. Well, you say that now. I, but... I could be, I could be lying again. I could be. <laughs> yeah, and that, yeah. that makes more sense that you're following Alex on TikTok rather than Kieran as well. <laughs> yeah, I did think. Oh, that's quite niche. You're following Kieran. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Bigger fan than I realised. <laughs> Uh, guys, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast today. What a treat! Uh, I hope you've had a good time. It was I great fun. Lots of yeah. fun. Fantastic. Oh, brilliant. Uh, I will talk to you both soon. I'm sure. In the meantime, take care. Goodbye. Bye. See ya. Hello, Tradar listeners. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Andrew and Ian from the We Heard Wonders podcast. I know them well, and it was great fun having them on as guests. I definitely recommend their podcast and you should check out both of the guys' social media links too. I'll put all the details in the episode description. If you want to keep up to date on podcast news or if you want to get in touch about the show or send me some questions, you can find me on Twitter at the Pod, or Instagram at the Podcast, or you can email thetradarpodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out my writer pages too, that's at Matthew J. Keeley on Twitter and Instagram. That's M-A-T-T-H-E-W-J-K-E-E-L-E-Y. I'm very excited about episode 10 of the podcast because I'll be speaking to UK contestant Faye the Faithful. You've still just about got time to send me any questions you want me to put to her. I think we're going to have a great chat. Until then, folks, stay faithful.